follow the Four Corners Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, Four Corners Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast Four Corners. And check us out on Instagram, Four Corners Podcast. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. I want to take this time to apologize to the television audience for what they're about to see. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. This is Shad here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how you doing? Uh, doing good, Shad. Very cold. God, ain't that the truth? It's been, I, I don't know what DC's like, because they're usually in a different weather system, but it's been, like, horribly cold here for, like, four days. Yeah. Right now, it is uh, eight degrees it, where I live. Ooh. Let me, let me actually look what the temperature is. Like, it's been, it got colder. Which it, this was definitely like a snap because um, it had been relatively decent, like in the 40s to even like the 50s. Mm-hmm. But then it got it got cold and then it, it actually snowed. Yeah. Really snowed, snowed here yesterday, too. but it wasn't like sticking. But then I guess uh, last night when it got obviously too cold that it wasn't like people were out and about. It was after work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the temperatures were lower than it was, so it, it did stick. And I, I, I guess it gave like three to four inches, and they like canceled my kids' schools. My, so like, there, I'm my my oldest daughter is in one county mm-hmm. uh, for her school, and then my youngest for daycare is in a different county. But both counties closed, so it's both kids are home, mm-hmm. which made working today look like tricky. Um, but yeah, like it snowed. It, it, I don't. I'm confused because back, like, growing up, like, if we got three to four inches, like, that baby would have got you, like, a delay. It would have never, like, given you, like, a school shut down. But I don't know. It's currently 19 looking at my weather app. They changed yeah. that um, in the, I want to say the early aughts because I know when we were still going to school, there were some very upset people a couple times because – uh they had kids waiting at the bus stop in like yeah. sub-zero weather. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just been a gradual change with time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess. <clears throat> yeah, that's part of it. And then another part of it is the fact that uh, there, there's more, um, there's more awareness of, you know, like ah hell you can make it it's like really really do you want to have that kind of thing like hanging around your neck um no we're having school and people just going in the ditch repeatedly because oh you're having school anyway you better get here and all that sort of stuff well i know like i know throughout my entire schooling i only had to make up days once and i think they have to make up days every like three or four years now because of the added um, but I think they might have added days so they don't have to make them up as much. But I don't remember. They've, they've added 
at least around here, they've added NTI days, non-traditional instruction days. So you have, if you're older, you've got, you get on your computer and log into something. If you're younger, there's a, basically they send you a homework packet and it's NTI day packet one. And it's like, okay, they complete that packet. You send it back to school, they get credit for it. So they still count as instructional days. That way they're not like, throwing makeup days on at the end yeah which i'm fine with you know it's a good enough workaround um because i think one year here they had to make up like 10 or 11 days mm -hmm. Mm. there was i can't remember what year it was around here but there was such a bad snowstorm that it actually there was such a bad ice storm is what it was because i remember us trying to get home and my dad had this little four-wheel drive geo tracker um and it worked because the idea where where mom's house is um they have you you if you live there you have to have a four-wheel drive because when the weather gets bad you don't have another choice and so that was the one they had at the time and going trying to get up the hill this sucker pulled a full 180 uh (laughs) with us trying to get up there and dad kept it on the road and kept it together until he got back down to a flat spot. And so my brother and I, not on the concrete itself, but, you know, off the side of it in the the grass and the undergrowth and stuff, trying to make our way up the hill. Um, and we ended up losing, like, more than half of our spring break because that was the best option they could come up with. Mm. I'm okay with NTIs. Like, it's, it's not – it's not – great but it is a good enough solution in my opinion like my kids got an nti tomorrow but today was traditional snow day cool that works for me it's tough though because i mean it just sounds like you hear anything from people that work in um in like schooling now it just sounds awful with the parents with the parents and with the um, the behavior of the actual kids too, on top of the parents who are worse. And than the, the other kids. side, yeah. And the other side to it is also because I've <clears throat> I grew up around education, and I've got very good friends who are still in it. And part of it is the educational standards that they're being held to now. Part of the reason that one of my one of my very good friends who. He's a very smart guy. He's a good teacher, but he teaches in inner city school. He says part of the reason you have people who graduate, but they can't read beyond like a third grade level is because the schools are insanely pressured to just pass them. Just like, yeah, OK, you're done. Next next grade level. Just well, actually, go. I just, just read go. I just read some teachers talking about that issue. And mm-hmm. part of the problem is I guess they decided at some point in the last 20 years a lot of schools decided they weren't going to teach children phonetically anymore. And mm. that was like a massive disaster and like a total just destruction of literacy because they weren't teaching people how to like understand words. So now like all these schools are backing off and teaching phonetically again, because that's how you learn to read. Um, I'm not speaking about the, the literacy specifically, just oh, I was people being about, delayed. I was talking about like part of the reason why people can't read is because the schools don't teach yeah. how to read properly anymore either. Yeah. 
but it, they're they are behind where they should be academically because and part of it comes out of no child left behind in that it's not so much hey let's work hard with these kids not to leave them behind because uh, i think it's good hearts law is whenever you turn a performance into a metric it's good for neither something like that now instead if you hold anyone back then all of a sudden you know you've got this microscope on you and the sort of Damocles over your head. So the, there are students that just get passed along so that it doesn't sink their particular school. And that sucks, but that's, that's how a lot of places are operating now. They were starting to do that towards the end of our 10 years too. Yeah. So, but you know, I mean, not to get super political, but that's what happens when you let the government, like, do something like No Child Left Behind. It just turns into yeah, yeah. unintended consequences. Yeah. So, as fun as this particular topic is, that's not what we're doing tonight. It's we're probably gonna... more fun than what we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, that's so true. Um, Brad teased it last week. And we were going to be running down a list of um, wrestling scumbags this week. We already, we already it, spoiled the worst of the worst, yeah. I would say. We'll, we'll get that one in just a second, but I did want to say it's not going to be a lot of the people that – because, for example, in getting ready for this, I was doing a little bit of Googling and looking for some stuff. And there are people like, oh, Russo's a scumbag. It's like this – that doesn't hold a candle no. at what we're talking about. No, yeah, that's that's not what we're talking about so, here. Someone with some less than progressive um, opinions on things, and also just being a bad booker does not make you a scumbag. Like I'm sure, I'm sure, if you dealt with Vince Russo in real life, he's probably a nice enough person, and you would probably like him well enough like that's not being a scumbag he's not going to kill you he's not going to like beat you up or like steal from you he's just like not good at his job that's different or he might be an abrasive prick but that's still not enough to get you anywhere near what we're talking about as far as i know he has a shorter criminal record than jim Cornette does and i'm pretty sure he said far less openly racist and homophobic, which strikingly that's hard to believe than uh, Jim Cornette (laughs) has done. So just, just to kind of give you, this is, we're not going to be going super in depth with a lot of it, but this is going to be a little more, I guess, true crime-ish is going to be the way to put it than we typically ever get. Yeah, I would say so. But the number one, like, no one's going to compare to the number one slot, like you said, Brad. So let's get that out of the way first. Yeah, do you, you have your list, right, Shad? Yeah, yeah. So the name um, was also, the the media moniker was, I'm going to screw this up, so... It was it, Matt, it's Spanish for the Lady of Silence is what we... It, it's also Spanish... Or the Silent Lady or something. Oh, that was her ring name. Yeah. Her her media name was <clears throat> La Mata Vietas. Yes. Yeah, which sorry. translates to La the Mata little old lady killer. Viejitas. Yes. La Mata Viejitas. Yeah, a little old lady killer, I guess <laughs> it's like basically. Yeah. Uh yeah. So she Juana, pretty much 
uh, Juana Barraza is what the Wikipedia title is. Yeah, and... no, no, I would not say she was not like a well-known luchador. Like, I don't even think I, I should have looked her up on cage match, but I bet she wasn't even in it that long. But so essentially what was happening is she was a serial killer that would kill old ladies to rob them. Mm hmm. So and uh, let me I I don't have it here in front of me, but they they knew like the authorities figured out that they had one and were trying to trying to sort it out because most styles of serial killer in this way is not just doesn't generally seem to fall into. Well, I think they were also women do. Well, they were also thrown off because I think she's she's fairly strong and the way she committed the crimes also made them think a man was doing it. Yeah. Uh, because like she's quite remarkably strong if I remember the case properly. Yeah. Um yeah, cuz it was it was largely uh I think it was largely strangulation. Yeah. And the so they she was convicted for 16 the um prosecutors said that it could have been as many as 40 yeah that's four zero but they didn't have Jesus. evidence for all those yeah now and now, the, the one thing i will say is we know 16 for sure now when these sort of serial killings do happen um they get a lot of stuff tied to them that they didn't do because mm -hmm. there's, um, Oh, what's that idiot from Atlanta's name? You gotta be more specific, man. <laughs> the, the child, the child killer from like the eighties. Oh, uh, I, I don't know his name, but I, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So he has a contingent of people that defend him for whatever reason. And their, their approach is always that he didn't commit all of the crimes. And it's like, well, yes, he didn't commit all of the crimes. Um, because he just didn't. That doesn't mean he didn't commit most of them or some of them. Yeah, you're you're really not. It, it, when when your defense is, well, he didn't do all of it. It's like that's what you're coming with. Well, and I honestly think some of those were families like killing their kids for insurance money too, personally. But oh. Wayne Williams. Yeah, Wayne Williams. So. Um, yeah, so, or even, like, um, oh, crap, what's his name? Guy used to be on, like, oh, um, Henry Lee Lucas claimed he did a bunch mm, that he uh, didn't do. Uh, well, yeah, he did that so that he could get, get out, out of jail and go go ride around in the car, I guess. And get, like, real food. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, she was, um, Juana Barraza, convicted of 16, and sentenced to 759 years in prison. So, you know, she's not getting out anytime soon. We're not going to beat that, <laughs> okay? No. We're we're in the race for second place right now. So, um, It's really weird. That wasn't, like, a super well-known case, and that, like, kind of got... I don't know, that like, a bunch of podcasts and stuff all, like, did that one in a relatively short period of time. I'm not sure why. I think it was... Because they're all mining the depths of like, like, because they, because all those podcasts have been around for like ten years now, and they're mm -hmm. they're running out of 
Yeah, they're having to broaden out, and so when if they want to go back to their bread and butter, it's it's harder to find stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, by the way, her ring name, La Dama del Silencio, like you said, Lady of Silence. So, yeah. Which is I've got a list strangely here. Strangely appropriate for what she did. Yeah, oddly, yeah. I've got a list here of candidates. Up and for number two? Yeah, well, not even necessarily up for number two, but just a list of candidates for consideration and so here i'm gonna sit on a big one uh i'm actually gonna start with some lesser cases that we could hash out a little bit uh and one we've kind of touched on before and honestly um let's let's touch on abdullah a little bit because I'm of the, you know, I I will make the case that, hey, um, going out and doing like bloody violent death matches when you know you have hepatitis, um, that's not a great start. And then I think there's some other Abdullah stuff that ties into it as well, but I can't remember it all. You know, it really disappoints me that Hannibal's such a fucking scum shit after, you know, he was victimized by Abdullah and he just like... Like, why did you assault that referee after you know what happened to you? Like, it just... Well, apparently that guy is just... Yeah, I didn't put him on the list because I didn't want to give him more <clears throat> press, but apparently that guy is just a violent dick psychopath, too. Yeah. So I, think I may be misusing little... psychopath, but... Does, does he have a long record of domestic abuse, too? Hannibal? Yeah. I don't really know. I don't know anything about that, but, I mean, he seems fairly unhinged so that it's believable it's plausible he's a terrible interviewer too (laughs) (laughs) there are some interviews i was gonna watch and then when i saw he was attached to him i'm just like nope like none of those guys are particularly great i'm gonna be honest but like because i know i know people love to shit on like conrad and stuff and and i do defend conrad i like he's not good and he's kind of a dope, but like Conrad's not like an evil person. Like that's kind of why, yeah. cause like, cause all those guys I think suck at it. Like, um, like Brian last is like probably the best of them just because he has a personality, but even the guy, like that British guy that does all those like YouTube ones now, oh, wrestling shoot interview guy. Yeah. He's kind of just a bore too. Uh, yeah, he's pretty dry. I would say the best of them was Sean Oliver, but he's not oh, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. in that game anymore. Yeah, like, because, um, like, it's just, I'm so over the, like, b- guy reading a wrestler, like, observer issues or, like, asking the same question, like, everyone knows, and then not being a good enough interview to, like, ask follow-up questions to get more out of them like Sean Oliver could. That's something I'll give the wrestling shoot interviews guy credit for is that he, he does not ask the same basic ass questions all the time or he'll he'll go for some stuff that's not as well known or do some follow-up he's just dry or he knows how to at least like lead them progressively through their career yeah yeah um and he doesn't do like the standard shit i hate like oh what was your favorite rib and stuff like no i don't need sociopathic (laughs) ribs mr fuji played so okay, tell you what, we'll scratch we'll scratch that one and we'll move to the next name that's on my list here, um, which uh, similar vein but way more 
way more of a scumbag. Um, and that's Ian Rotten. Now, what's uh, what are some of his various crimes other than like the IWA Mid South stuff? Was he running the show where that guy like bled all over the crowd and had <laughs> HIV? Yes, he was. He had HIV. Yeah. Ian Ian didn't have HIV. He was running the show where the guy like was but bleeding and had Ian have like Hep C. I mean, everyone uh, yeah. everyone yeah. in wrestling has Hep C. I mean, well. <laughs> I was vaccinated against it, so I, I didn't get it. But. Like, remember when, remember when Bob Orton Jr. was, um, was managing Randy for a while, <clears throat> and he was bleeding on a pay per view, and he was like bleeding on Undertaker, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, like he, that shouldn't be happening because he has Hep C." Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fairly common. Yeah, there was a a crappy little deathmatch show that if i remember the story right was being held in a closed down gas station where in evansville indiana where they had this unlicensed oddly enough unlicensed outlaw mud show and this they uh, doing the the deathmatch dipshit thing where they're just hitting each other with light tubes and stuff and one of the guys on the card had hiv and he got hit and there was a spray out into the crowd and like so the health department is trying to track down everybody so they can all get tested and checked out and contain this. Yeah, that that was that happened within the lifespan of this podcast. That's how recent it is. Yeah. It was like and right he, before COVID, I think. You know what? I think you're right about that. He's also the one that got um, the Kentucky Boxing Wrestling Authority like so like throttled in on if there's any blood, everything stops because it was an Ian rotten show. I think it might've been with IWA mid South that had just, just all kinds of deathmatch stuff on it, light tubes, that sort of thing. And they sent somebody sent a video of it to the authority and the authority called him up there to say, Hey, what in the hell are you doing? And his decision was to uh, cuss him out, scream at him, flip him off, you know, do this whole big thing and then walk out. Um, that seems does, um, less than um, stable. Well, I was going to say less than productive. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Um, but those are just the two like off the top of my head things. Uh, for Ian Rotten. I know there's more. I just can't remember all of it. I'd say he has a laundry list of. <laughs> yeah. Questionable decisions in his. Yeah. Illustrious yeah, career. Uh huh. So. Um, okay. The next section of the list is icky. Um, is, this, is this the. The. Buck Zumhoff block of the yes oh, it is yeah i wasn't gonna start with buck zoomhoff but the name's out there so um he's a he's extra icky and um... <laughs> oh, oh yes yeah yeah um yeah he is uh god okay who wants to recount this i don't i don't a hundred percent remember 
Well, he was... Was it his daughter? Yeah. It's pretty much he was... He was raping his daughter from, like, nine to early adulthood, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Along with, I think, other assault allegations against think, other people. I think he did it to other girls, yes. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of hard to get past that, you know, that, that kind of awful, awful depravity. His gimmick was fucking dumb back in the day. Cause like in the <laughs> AWA, well, the AWA come out with like a boom box and he's listening to rock and roll. And it's like stuff from like the sixties because you know, that was peak, like out of touch Vern. Right. Right. Yeah. Vern's not going to be on the list, but Vern's funny. No, because, like, okay, let's be fair to Vern. Vern was a bad person, and Vern did kill someone, but Vern was also riddled with, like, dementia when he killed someone, so I don't yeah, think that well, should count against him. He, he did, but it, he was, like... It was an accident. It it was... Some, well, I mean, it was intentional in the sense that he... Well, it was accidental. He did intend to, like, assault a guy, but it's also, like, he's a trained wrestler slash probably, like, fighter, like probably knew how to like really shoot on someone hey, but he but has, you're right like he it happened when he was like what is it, 80s no he's and like he 78 just, or something and he was just like completely gone from dementia like he let's let's was, get the was practically muscle memory honestly. yeah let's, let's get the framework around this incident out there a little bit like was it just Vern beat somebody up or what he like what was pushed the... the guy over or something and the guy died from his injuries because they got into some scuffle, but he was in like a retirement home. And like I said, he had like pretty severe dementia at the time. So mm-hmm. I think what it was is like, I don't mean to say this poorly either. I think it was like the guy that essentially had reverted to like probably just having like the, the mentality of like a child beating someone mm-hmm. up with like a man's body and they died. Like, I don't think he was criminally Oh, okay. Responsible is what I'm saying. Okay, I'm following you. Like, Vern in his right mind would not have killed someone is what I'm saying. Like, he did it because he was very mentally ill. And um, it was just an unfortunate accident that I think happens in in, um, retirement homes sometimes. Yeah, or it it can because it's – yeah, yeah. Um, No, the one I was going to start with – <clears throat> was going to be Mel Phillips, who was uh, Philadelphia ring announcer for WWE. Yeah, that guy yeah, involved in the him. Ring Boy scandal. So if you if you watch '80s footage, and I'm if I get this wrong, I apologize. But he's if you watch like Spectrum shows, he's the black ring announcer. I'm pretty sure. Um, you know what? Let's... If I get that wrong, I apologize to. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Uh, not the football player. Come on, don't be like that. Just put wrestling Mel Phillips. Yeah, that's... Yep, uh, you yeah, correct. you'd be right. You are correct. Be right. So... I, there's also... There's a fun... I think it's Spectrum shows from, like, the early 80s. I've sent you guys a picture before, but if you watch those, there's this, like... <laughs> from, from, like, the late 70s, early 80s, there's literally this very very obese man sitting in the front row with like a camera and then we're talking like a 70s or 80s like style 
portable camera. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll see if I can find a picture of him for you okay. guys. But um. So, uh, Mel Phillips was, as I understand it, the at the least on the front end, maybe the the nexus of the Ring Boy scandal that happened in the seventies, uh, eighties. Yeah. For the WWF. Now, I don't know how it would work at the time if he was necessarily like a WWF employee or he was like a Spectrum employee. I'm going to okay. guess he was a WWE employee, but he only did Spectrum shows. Okay. Um, and so there was a... In the touring, there was... Um, having a there were a bunch of young young guys younger teenagers typically who you know would come and like help set up the ring and stuff like that because they wanted to be close to the wrestling they saw on tv and they were uh roped in by some of the people and like i said uh, for some reason uh, i've got a the book um sex lies and headlocks that goes into it a bit more and but it's been a long time since I read it that had Mel Phillips I think as the the primary def, primary name attached to it but there's there's some other names that are attached Patterson to it as well. I got his name tossed around but I don't know I I think that was like fairly meritless because I think that was someone trying to like lash out at him. I know Patterson's name was attached but I I don't know how credible or how strongly. Yeah, his name was in there, but I don't like people will still like throw it out there, but I've never I've never particularly thought it had like a ton of merit or if he was doing it, there's no like there's no like good evidence if he was doing anything or not. I, I don't remember myself. So. And I would say based on the time frame and someone throwing that accusation out there, I would say they were just banking on um, homophobic like sentiments at the time to like not mm. have it looked at credibly if I had to guess. But I mean, I'm not saying here nor there on that. I just don't think it had a lot of merit. Is uh, Okay. I don't remember. I I just I don't remember on that front. I know Phillips was tied in. It, it doesn't come up a lot with him, like when his name comes up. So usually mm-hmm. when no 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 well, with Pat Patterson. Patterson yeah and and usually usually when it doesn't stick like that, I tend to feel like uh, other than some examples, like I tend to think there wasn't a ton to it at the time. But we do forgive dumb crap though, so. Like, you know, Michael Jackson. Uh, okay. But yeah, Mel Matt, Phillips was uh, was not a good person. No. Matt, anything you've been... I don't I don't want us to be running over you, but been quiet for a minute. I, I looked up Mel Phillips because I, I had heard, I'd heard, like, the name and Ring Boy Scandal, and I looked up uh, just quickly now, uh, I guess some of what's accused of him, but he did, and it's not as bad as like a Bug Zumhoff or other things, but it's just bizarre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he like uh, 
like Tony Atlas seemed to, to love feet. Um, but there was, um, I think there were all minors, right? And there was, there's yeah. some other, there was some there, feet, but more to that. There, so it's kind of, I can see where it's, it's definitely inappropriate. It's potentially criminal. I don't mean to, I don't mean to take this into funny, but there was something Tony Atlas retweeted like a couple weeks ago I literally lost my shit at work because it was hilarious. Oh, like, God. It was something to do with feet because he's so like he leans into it really hard. Like he gives people mm-hmm. what they want. But it was it was like grade A, like hilarious memeing. And I'm just like, I just thought it was hilarious. I remember it. Oh, no, it was him. It was it was it was his face superimposed on Shredder saying the Foot Clan once like like a foot clan recruiting <laughs> poster that he retweeted and i lost i lost it it was hilarious <laughs> <clears throat> okay yeah that's that is pretty funny um in in this area next on the the gross uh is more recent um, but, and, and the name does need to be kept. That is, uh, none other than, uh, Chase and Rance. Oh. Now my memories, like I vaguely remember it, but my memory's a little fuzzy. So for background, if you've, who wants you've, to run with that? Yeah. So he's kind of a nothing. Like I think his career highlight was doing jobs and, um, doing jobs in TNA for early impact episodes when they are still on Fox sports. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know exactly what his crimes were. I do know because they are fucking dipshits. I think Izzy's parents had her training at a gym with him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's part of why Lince Dorado is going <laughs> to beat his ass. Is he still? Is his Twitter account still deleted? Uh, I don't know. Wait, was that that was Lindsay, wasn't it? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, Bailey, it was. Yeah, the okay. one, the Bailey Superfan's dad. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't. I think that him. was Lindsay Dorado. Yeah, I, I did, I did know that Lindsay Dorado was gonna tune that guy up. Yeah. Um, he's a dude who like, let's say, he um, first off, he's like actually like trained and like jiu-jitsu like mixed martial arts yeah uh i think he's even won like you know small competitions doing it but he's a dude it's like he he's latin i think but he very much has like the the hot temper not unfairly he doesn't seem like he just picks fights but you know if a guy is gonna like you know shit talk him he seems like it's like oh okay all right like let me buy you a ticket let's have this the discussion in like in person Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh no, no, uh, it's okay. Sorry. Well, his, her parents are very much not liked by the NXT workers. Yeah. No, they uh, they're apparently Cause, pretty. Because remember they did um, what was that shit they pulled on the Forgotten Sons? There was something uh, really shitty. I, th- I think there were like, I think one of the Forgotten Sons. I th- okay, I'm like dimly remembering this so if like his dad wrong, his dad had died in combat yeah. or something and they yeah, did his something. dad uh, a family member was like had died like was yeah dead. and they were like mocking that which i mean i look i know it's 
commonly like fans will jeer heels or wrestlers but i mean you have some class about it yeah it's not like it's not like part of the bit you know it's it's like not to me it's like it's it's kind of personal not cool it's it's one thing if this would be obviously used there it's so there's like things are tasteful and not tasteful like if you have uh there he just cut a promo like I think like Christian was like uh, cutting a promo like on Dustin Rhodes, and it's like oh Christian's whole bit is like I'm mocking people for you know their dead fathers, so it's kind of like teasing that. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, well I mean knocking someone's dead father is not good. We just start yeah, talking that's about how different. Like, that's different then, when you have a professional relationship, and before the show it's like, hey, do you mind if I, <laughs> if I, you know, it's like. If I'm I doing sh- this gimmick. Yeah. You know, are you down with getting being a part of this? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like okay, like you know, because I mean that's the other thing people don't understand is these people do talk about their promos with each other before they do it, or they know what they're in for. So it's like, yeah, like your dad might be dead, and he's gonna be like, hey, look, you know what, you, you know what the deal is when you're working with Christian, and so it, it's different though when it's your peer doing it versus some pissant in the crowd. Trying yeah. to like steal your thunder and get heat on themselves because they think they like run the. the... They think they're going to be important by being a member of the crowd. Yeah, and because they're you know exploiting their sixteen-year-old daughter. Yeah. Um. Just just for background. <clears throat> in uh, incognito mode because I don't need this in my search history, but throwing Chase and Rance's name into uh, in in pulls up he is on the florida sex offender registry as convicted of lewd or lascivious battery engaging in sexual activity with a person 12 between the ages of 12 to 15 years old and then not long after he is back at whatever wrestling school he was working with as tag champions with a 16-year-old girl. So, um... That doesn't shock me with wrestling. No, it it doesn't. And and the fact that Izzy's parents were cool with this just uh, just also speaks volumes about them. So, um... But even that is... Uh, even that the the other two names I have for this section, um, even even that sort of thing is not going to be the worst it could be. And and one of them was a name that was bad enough that it got the it got the name of a big event changed um, to the May Young Classic, and I'm, we're talking that's fabulous Moolah. Um, as a just truly massive, awful scumbag of a person. Yeah. Now, um, before we get to her, I do want to talk about, cause people, people tried to drag Mae Young for her criminal past. Um, so if you don't know Mae Young's past, she used to pretty much beat up Johns to rob them. Mm-hmm. And so now, now your first thought's going to be, well, that's terrible. Like she shouldn't do that. But remember, like she probably grew up like around the Depression era or like World War II era. So I don't 
Like, you did what you had to do to survive. So, like, I don't really hold that against her. On one hand, it's like, well, that's that's not great. But then on the other hand, it's kind of like, you know, that's that's a girl power moment I kind of get, if that makes was, any sense. It's, but that's that's one of those things where people get kind of judgy and it's like a product. It's like a product of its time that I think it shouldn't be yeah. necessarily held against her. Right. It's we also don't have the context for we just, we know of the it happening. We don't know the context on that particular thing. So, yeah. But Mula, on the other hand. Different story. Yeah. So she was well. So in the greater sense of the, it, of the idea, if you want to know why women's wrestling is a joke, it's largely because of her. Because it came off of Mildred Burke and the matches. Like, if you go back and watch matches from, like, the 50s or, like, the 60s, they're not what you see now. They're very technical. Um, more like the men's matches. And Moolah came along, and she was not necessarily, like, a super great worker. So she um, really engendered this um, style of, you know, like, hair pulls and stuff to cover up for her talent level. And... Um, women's wrestling suffered for a long time. Now, if you want to get into her actual crimes, um, she tended to have the girls booked with the idea that they were also, you know, going to do a little, yeah, something, something on the side. Yeah. She pimping out her trainees. Um, I think her biggest accusers are Luna Vachon and um, David Heath said stuff like after the fact about it too, um, and I tend to th- not think he's a bullshitter. And Luna never like the way Luna talked about it never struck me as bullshitting either. Um, yeah. And then the other woman's name was um, oh, what was her name? It's like Maxine something. Wasn't it also not just that? Mula was pimping out her own trainees, but she was also sexually abusing them herself. I don't know on that front. Okay. And also the other thing, because it comes up a lot, is a lot of people defend her because there are, there are plenty of women that went through her system and said, well, nothing happened to me. But, I mean, that's a fallacy a lot of people make is she wasn't doing it to everyone. Like, especially if, like, you showed up at Mula's facility and you had a good home life and, like, a stable family that cared about you she probably wasn't going to do that stuff to you because you know that's not how you keep the scam going yeah you don't successful predators don't go after the strong targets yeah and that's that's true for predators in society as well as predators on the serengeti like there's that's that's a rather constant kind of thing. And you only have to do it once to like for it to be a problem. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. But and then that's Moolah and, and that's bad. Like, there's no question about it. The problem is the other name that I have for this section. Um, kind of goes with Buck Zumhoff, but it gets either covered up or hand-waved more, uh, and that's Grizzly Smith. Yeah, Grizzly Smith. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so um, 
if I you think, ever watch on the mat i think i think it gets hand waved because jake's kind of jake it's not fair but i think that's why and like he's not someone he's not someone i think he gets away with it he doesn't get brought up a lot because most people don't know who he is unless you've watched like a bunch of mid-south you've probably never seen him before Mm-hmm. and yeah jake having the the history he did and when he talked about it would color people's perceptions however someone who's comes out of a home life like that would be probably the kind of person that would be uh, kind of likely to end up the way jake did for a lot of his life yeah and i, th- I think what hurts i think why i think it just like i don't think jake was being dishonest i think it's true but i think i think in the era that it happened in like yeah you know it's jake you're not gonna necessarily believe him right off the bat like i don't think he's lying though so not to dancer i just call it what it is um grizzly smith i think was he got married to jake's grandmother and then sexually assaulted jake's mom when she was like 12 i thought 15 but well, right. I think Jake said 12 in Beyond the Mat, but okay. I couldn't remember. I and think so. I could be wrong. It doesn't matter either way. It really doesn't. But and so if you had that happen, I mean, it's it's kind of a where there's smoke, there's fire thing. It would not surprise me if there was something. That, there's another story that's out there that we just don't know about. But I mean, come on. Oh, God. I would imagine there's stuff out there we don't know in regards yeah. to that. Yeah. Matt, are you, are you turning off your mic so you don't vomit onto it? or? I had to turn off, actually, the sneeze, and my baby was crying in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not a, not a pleasant subject, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember this one from Beyond the Mat. I don't... I guess I found it like disturbing, so I didn't really like. I have not explored the whole Grizzly Smith thing. There's mm-hmm. not like a lot of. I don't think there's a lot of documentation on it past that. I don't think so, but unless Meltzer's like done some digging into it, I don't. I don't necessarily think there's much out there on it. Right. Right. Can I? Can you want to just like cross my mind? Go for it. I mean, I don't want to. I guess we could say we could kind of stay in the whole genre of sex past disturbing sex person. Yeah. Um, but just thinking about it, like uh, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He definitely ranks up there. I mean, you talk about a guy who I think wasn't he like a multi time world champion. Like, yes. he, I think he won yeah. a couple times. Uh let go from the WWE. I think they brought him back even afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... and he was like, he was lazy as shit. Yeah, but just not a good guy. Like afterwards, you know, he was he was with uh, Soraya for a time, but I think he like physically abused her. They were doing like a lot of yeah, drugs. She was she. Yeah. I mean, she. One of their big bluffs was her physically assaulting him in a airport. So I think that was a. Mm. 
I think that was a tit for tat. Yeah, because she gets a real, she gets a real weird pass for that whole um, part of her life. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really not a great time for her. No, because they were both really into the booger sugar and like they were not making good life choices at the time. Yeah, but he um, subsequently he was he has been arrested it, for battery and sexual assault of his girlfriend, not Soraya, a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't shock me. Yeah, and he also was, I think, I think it's like a separate. I don't know if it's the same or this, a separate one. Actually, he was indicted for uh, kidnapping and sexual assault. So that's is this actually the same woman, or is this like someone else? I don't know. Like, but it's it, he just doesn't seem like he's a good dude. No, no, no. You're right, and it it seems that like he kind of is prone to perhaps like sexual violence. Well, violence in general. Because remember, he originally got yeah. fired because he he assaulted a coworker and because the internet's stupid, they were all trying to justify it saying like they said something racist to him. And it was like, no, he just, Uh, I remember that now. Yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't like a producer or something that he assaulted. Yeah. And then because it's the internet, everyone's like, Oh, they must've said something racist. It was like, no, like based on his pattern of behavior since then, I think he's just a violent asshole. Yeah. Yeah. So also we should bring it up because we're talking about Soraya, but Remember when they made that movie that made her family seem like this fun little quirky thing? And during speaking out, uh, guess whose mother showed up for like uh, improperly interacting with children? Oh, I think that was one of the grossest. That was, I mean, there was a lot of gross stuff during speaking out, but that one was particularly gross. I think she, um, I think she had like a habit of like, like making out with like really young kids. Not, like I mean, not like boys. Yeah, like Ugh. at least teenage boys. It's like not like I, I'm seventeen and about to turn eighteen. Like no, I think the I'm like thirteen year old boy or something. I think the guy that talked about it was twelve at the time. Who? If I remember correctly. <sighs> I mean, pretty okay. much, pretty much, my takeaway from that was everyone in um, England <laughs> that wrestles has like accosted someone. God, there's the yeah, the the British like indie scene is just like a horror show. That's why David Starr wanted to go over there because you know, uh, get away with it. Yeah, yeah. So there there's a yeah there's a list of people that I have not I'm 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 going to very blatantly walk us away from this section of the list because ugh. yeah it's it's high oh. factor oh yeah yeah um and just like I considered um putting someone like I I can't put one of my favorite targets. I can't put Loki or Sexy Star on here as much as I despise them. Because... Uh, I would be willing. I'd be willing to put Sexy Star on there over Loki because Sexy Star has like intentionally injured someone like severely. 
other than Loki mm-hmm. being a little too like we I mean we don't know how many concussions Loki has inflicted on people but we do know Sexy Star intentionally broke Rosemary's arm in yeah. the match for no reason and then defended it pretty much made a fairly um racist defense of herself too she pretty much claimed that rosemary wasn't doing business didn't she like she pretty much threw out like some gringo like um it was fairly racist and yeah it was kind of wasn't doing business or whatever so but they i did not have them because frankly we've got um we've got worse people on that front um in the similar vein, but worse, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to put New Jack on the list because, uh, well, there's plenty of cases of New Jack intentionally harming people. Like, I'm going to go out – Like, it, who was it that he was pissed about the balcony dive thing? The grime, the crimes. I think okay, that sounds right. I think I believe if you go to the Dark Side of the Ring episode, he claimed that he was he was trying to kill Grimes whenever they had that that one balcony thing that didn't go right. Um, but between that and mass transit and that one dude in Florida that he stabbed repeatedly. Um, I mean, the guy in Florida, like at that point, you just you're getting mad at a tiger for being a tiger, in my opinion. I would on one hand, yes, you're you are poking a bear. On the other hand, you are still a dick bag for being that kind of bear. Now, I'm going to this is not a defensive new Jack. I'm just adding context to the new jack situation i think his problem is is he's not a good drunk because most of his stories where he causes problems is um he'd been imbiting a little too much i i don't know um but given all of that sort of stuff and going out in you know to intentionally hurt people that's like and doing a lot of it which is a shame because he's really a fun like shoot interview guy. Yeah. Yeah. So escalating from New Jack, um, escalating from there, uh, though not necessarily in the ring, um, is gonna be uh, the infamous Invader number one. Oh, I thought we were well, going to go with I thought we were going to go with uh, Tammy before we hit Invader number oh, 1. Oh, okay, yeah, do it. Oh go. god, Tammy, yeah. Oh. So, god, Tammy yeah. got Tammy got a massive pass. Like people don't even realize before the she killed someone like she is like a serial domestic abuser. Yes, she was. Like there's a crime and sport episode on her and her rap sheet is like long. Yeah. Hang on. Let me like repeatedly got arrested for abusing her boyfriend and then kept breaking like restraining orders. Let's I think see. It was like stalking him. Let's see. Where does it say? Legal issues. Her her Wikipedia legal issues section is a full page long. 
2012, arrested five times in a four-week span for disorderly conduct, third-degree burglary, three counts of violating a protective order. Arrested six times in January yeah, that was 2013 all, that, for violating all, a protective order. Those all those arrests and the burglary were all like domestic, yeah, abuse situations. Um, 2015, arrested for DUI. Uh, let's see. While on probation, she, how much did she get for the the, the vehicular homicide? Uh, I'll, years? I'll tell you when I get there. I'm not sure. Yes. Okay. You know who's uh, going you know to end up like her if he doesn't get his shit together is Jeff Hardy or the the Uso that keeps getting. Oh. Popped. Yeah. That. Yeah. Is it Jimmy that keeps getting popped? That's yeah, I think so. Okay. Um. Let's see. On probation, Sitch was arrested in New Jersey for two DUIs in 2018 and fleeing the scene of an accident in relation to the February 2nd arrest. Uh, Two fugitive from justice charges and six contempt of court charges in February of 2017. Uh, Scrolling down, 2019 bench warrant issued to revoke her parole. Another DUI and other driving offenses. Boy, that covers a lot. Um, 2020 for eluding a police officer, contempt, violation of a domestic violence restraining order, and operating a motor vehicle during a second license suspension. Uh, unlawfully possessing a weapon and making terroristic threats. Also, That's I, I want to add, I think I... You know when she got in trouble for driving on a suspended license, she was probably drunk at the time. Because mm-hmm. that's like that's extra. I mean, for not killing someone, I think those people that are driving on their suspended license because they, you know, are drunk. Like those people are, those people have an extra special place in hell, in my opinion. Yeah. So March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, fatal car crash that killed a seventy five year old. Um. She drove a 2012 Mercedes-Benz into the rear of a 2013 Kia Sorento at a stoplight at a high speed. Blood sample was taken, uh, DUI manslaughter charges, toxicology found blood alcohol content was three and a half times higher than the legal limit. Um, Pled no contest and sentenced to 17 and a half years and eight years probation. So she would have been popping it. 2.4 2.4 like a 2.5 which is insane yeah yeah so she's got 17 years uh in prison and eight years of probation which honestly that that's a fucking bullshit charge a slap on the wrist she should have gotten life i think there's i think there was some law limiting it but I, she should have gotten yeah life. It, depending on well some people are going to know better than me but i think depending on what state you're in is going to be there's there's caps on certain things but her history though with her history she should have gotten life like this is my opinion like it's not i know it, some people it, it's like a tragic mistake and stuff but like it, it was not a tragic mistake like she was a no she was negligent yeah she was a full-time offender and it was just a matter of time and she did not give a shit or she would have stopped doing it this is my opinion. Yeah, she'll be 68 when she gets out of prison. 
and well, whatever. That's yeah. I, that's horrible. It's it's terrible, and it's grossly negligent. And I am one of those people that is, you know, I see active addiction through my work all the time, and some people are caught in it, but. I don't know, man. This this is this one. This is bad. She had plenty of wake up calls and like rock bottoms to. Yeah. Yeah. So that. So that leads Matt, us into you're, oh. Matt. You're quiet over there. Uh, no, I. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about Tammy other than like it, this was kind of building for a while, like and. This is unfortunate that it's like it, it, she's. It's not the first time this has happened, so it unfortunately it just was allowed to continue until, you know, she took someone's life essentially. Yeah. That does move us on, as you were saying, Brad. Uh, Jose Gonzalez, aka Invader One, aka the <clears throat> unindicted killer Bruder, Bruiser Brody. But no, he got indicted. He just was not or un, un non convicted. Yeah. What? Because people didn't get their um, didn't get their summons and stuff. I think is Tony Atlas the big like witness on that one that talks about it. I think that's right. So anyway, he um, if you don't know, he murdered Brody in a shower in Puerto Rico. Was it eighty nine? Uh, let's see. 88. 88, okay. And, uh, he claims self-defense. There was some shady stuff with, like, legal summonses and stuff, so he got... He got off on that. Yeah, um, by the way, Tony Atlas was witness to it happening, and Tony Atlas and Dutch Mantel were called to testify, but the subpoenas arrived 10 days by mail after the trial ended. That's right. Oh, so. I forgot. I forgot. Um, I forgot Dutch was. Yeah, Dutch there. was around that too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still um, he's he's up there for wrestling scumbags. I think. If you watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode, they make the case that it happened because. Brody was going to buy a majority stake in IWA Puerto Rico, and Gonzalez would have been pushed out. I think that's right. WWC. Yes. Sorry. No, IWA came. IWA came later. But um, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, I've never heard that before. That's interesting. Yeah, they they talk about. I think they. I know they talked to his wife, and his plan was if he buys a big stake in WWC, then he doesn't have to wrestle as much because he'll be making – dividends is maybe the right word, whatever. And he'll be making payment off of that, not having to wrestle as much, have a consistent place to go, that sort of thing. Yeah. And Gonzalez, Gonzalez would have lost his ownership stake as part of it. Um, I think that that's I think that's the case they make for it. Um, so it's not just like, well, I mean, Brody had a history of, of dicking with bookers, but 
not violently. No. So. That's also one of those big myths that people still perpetuate, even though it's on video and you can see it's not true, but like the Luger and Brody cage match where people act like Luger freaked out and like ran away and like Luger just was like, what, you know, just got DQ'd and left because Brody was not selling or he would sell and then he'd stop selling. Yeah. Um, there was a Luger shoot interview. I think I used to have a copy of it and he, he talked about things like, well, we go out there to do this and Brody just wasn't working with me. So I just got out of there. And when they got to the back, he asked him, he's like, dude, what's wrong? And Brody's like, we're good, man. It's nothing about you and me. So. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he's having some snit with, uh, the office. Yeah. Whichever territory he was in. Yeah. Brody's, so Brody's an interesting guy. I mean, we could do an entire podcast just on that guy. I, I'm actually a big Brody fan. It's just he's like one of I would say I would I would have to I would need to ask get Melcher to answer, but like I would think if you asked Dave who like his best friend in the business ever was, I bet Brody would be like up there and like one of the top ones. Wow. Because, like, Brody was his, like, boy. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. I That's... just feel like like the Brody, the Brody personality type was just, like, it worked. It kind of worked in in the territory days, but I just, like, would, would a guy like him survive in the current climate? I think he'd be better behaved in the current climate. Like, I think what people, the people who get super, like, butthurt about what he was doing is, like, it was an, a kill-or-be-killed environment back in the day. And I think that's, like, where he came from with it. So, um... And the thing that interests me so much about Bruiser Brody is that the guy just had such a presence that, you know, you you might dog on some people for like quote unquote not doing much in the ring, but he didn't he didn't have to, right? Like he was the he he was the kind of guy who could believably quote not do a bunch of moves, and it still worked because he's just this huge wild man that's coming out there and wailing on you kind of thing. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Okay. Um But I mean I the reckon... thing is well, I mean I've seen him work with like Bachwinkle and like Flair and he does a lot. But I think if you're if you're going in to watch Brody wrestle, you don't like I mean that's that's the thing I've talked about. Like if I went to a match and Brody's like working arm bars and, you know, stuff with like some schlub i'd be mad i want to i would be going to see brody like murder kill someone <laughs> you know yeah that's not what drew people right yeah like that's that's what we talked about with some other shows is people not wrestling like their characters like becky lynch was really bad about that like in her early run like she didn't wrestle like her character that was actually my biggest bone to pick with her when she came back yeah, and you know, she was hot doing her the man gimmick like early on with she comes out, she's got she talks tough, she's got swagger, that sort of stuff. 
I would expect her, the bell rings, she just starts laying, you know, just laying into you, like just hammering away with punches and that sort of stuff. And she didn't. She wrestled like her old gimmick. And I was like, I, I would, given the attitude, I would have expected something more aggressive. Not not saying she was going to be the, the female version of this, but, you know, some starting the match a little more Stone Cold-esque, right? But uh, that's just me. Well, it's like it's like that when you go back and you like watch something with the Moon Dogs. The Moon Dogs wrestle like how you want the Moon Dogs to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I've seen Larry Latham wrestle as not a Moon Dog. He was pretty talented. So I mean, you know, he understood the assignment. Right, right. You get a hold of that gimmick and you lean in, and it works. Yeah. Um, I. So that's it's like a complete non sequitur, but. I have actually wanted to, if we could somehow get all the, the footage, uh, they had, I guess, what was considered like a legendary feud in the early 90s with, I think it was, was it Lawler and Jarrett? Well, we watched the, we watched their um, concession stand brawl. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like there was, there was more than just that. Like, and I, I think it may have even won like Observer Feud of the I think Year. It did. Like in, in 91. One maybe. I mean, like I've always been curious about that. I mean, Memphis is Memphis like is easy to acquire. I mean, if we really wanted to get crazy, we could just try watching like Memphis from the start as a side project for the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah, that 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 sounds about right. I mean, I have it all. I have all the DVDs. Like you said, side project for the rest of our life. That'd be a long running thing. I mean, if you did, I mean, we could probably knock a year off every two years on this show if we were really studious about it. So, I mean, it'd only take, what, 36 years? (laughs) (laughs) Might be a little much. Because it went from, because the footage they have, like, well, some of the years aren't as full, but, like, you pretty much have 79 to 97, like, with parts of the TV intact. So, because it's really easy to get because like no one really owns the rights to it. I think actually if you buy it off of 70s TV, I think that's Lawler you're buying it off of. Yeah, my understanding is that Lawler owns all of it, but the rights are so murky, there's not a whole lot he can do with it. Well, and it's also he can sell it to people because no one has enough of the rights to do anything now i would actually love i mean it would never work it would never work because we just as a collective we don't have the time but i would actually love doing that like as a project at some point either on youtube or like as the podcast is just watching all of it because because uh... i don't think it'd get boring like i don't i don't think we'd get tired of it we just don't have the time yeah yeah it, it that that is an exhaustive uh, exhaustive thing. Yeah. So, Cause okay. Just, Cause we would have to watch it every week and we'd probably have to do two episodes a week. And like, we just don't like as much as there are things I would love to do on the show. It's like, we're always up against like time. Unfortunately. Yeah. Cause it's not like our main gig. It's like a side gig. So yeah. Like I have, yeah. I have grand dreams. that will never happen just cause we don't have that. <laughs> we just don't have the collective time. Like even, I don't even have kids and I don't think I can manage like to because the thing is like you have to watch for the podcast for those listening you have to watch something for the podcast differently than if you were just 
watch. There's it. a different level of focus to yeah. it. Yeah. And um, you know, sitting sitting there with a notebook, jotting down stuff as you go, doesn't sound like a big deal, but for take your pick, you know, it, like even like let's say I do that for a contemporary pay per view. I'm not just sitting back and enjoying it, right? Like I'm I'm laser honing in on a bunch of stuff, and that is well, and that is mentally taxing. And there, there, like you have to you have to make sure you watch it close enough to the show so that you can remember to do that. So that means, like for me, I don't start watching stuff until Sunday. Because mm-hmm. I, if I start watching it Saturday, I'll probably finish it Sunday, and then there's two days of dead time, and then I don't watch other wrestling that, mm. um, like, you know, between, like, if we were going to do something now and I was watching a stardom show, I either need to have that show done before I start watching this or wait until we do the podcast because, like, I, I just don't, because I don't want to, I don't want to mix a different show in, like, in my brain. <laughs> Yeah, you don't two. want to muddy the waters. Yeah, so it there's it's very different. Yeah, yeah, I, you're right. In that in that theoretical situation where I had won the like billion dollar Powerball and and decided, oh, my gig from now on is going to be I'm going to manage a podcast network. Like maybe in that setting, but. <clears throat> But but not not in our not in our current arrangement. No, I mean it would have to be our full time gig. Like even if we were yeah. even if we were making like some bank off of this, like it still wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. So on my list anyway, this is going to take us to to three big names um, for consideration. And uh, when I say big names, I mean recognizable. Oh, and not. Just honorable mention when we talk about the underage stuff, there is Jerry Lawler too. Well, Allegations. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Well, I think I think Bix dug some stuff up about that like a number of years ago, and I don't remember all of the the particulars. It was more damning than I think uh, most people would think, but I don't remember it well enough to. There was something about it didn't end up going to court but i don't remember the why yeah um but but yeah so big three names i've got here um the first one we've we've already kind of touched on a little bit and probably has the most notoriety 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 yes i will me i'm learning to talk one day uh because Stop of the movie like that just came out Chad. Stop talking like what? Bizarro Shad. <laughs> because of the movie that just came out, and that's Fritz von Erich, who got treated with kid gloves in the movie, even. Well, I think, I think, I mean, Kevin had a lot to do with it, so that that's an apologist to you. But I think, I think you did have to. I don't think the movie would have done as well if you had like made him totally irredeemable. No, but uh, it is funny because people who have seen, I haven't seen the movie. My wife really wants to see it. Cause she's a Zac Efron fan, but people who have seen the movie, uh, they're basically like, "Oh my god, I didn't realize that the real story is actually worse." And it is. It is. <laughs> it somehow is. Like well, Fritz von 
because Chris was isn't it? in it and people are upset about that. But the 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 director's like, look, there's only so much tragedy you could put into a movie. Is what the director said about Chris. So I kind of <laughs> yeah. agree with. Uh, hey Shad. Yeah. When you were like talking about Lawler, like mm-hmm. allegations, I was reminded of this uh, this clip from AEW with uh, Rick Ross. Do you remember that? <laughs> it was back like the he uh, Rick Ross was with uh, with Swerve and yeah. Keith Lee and Keith Lee. I, I like the thing I love about Keith Lee is that he can be so like like soft spoken, like almost mm-hmm. mild mannered. <laughs> and Rick Ross accusations. <laughs> and then if you listen to the back of Keith Lee's like these are not accusations he's like sir these are not accusations <laughs> here oh no it's, oh god I turned my false accusations false accusations these are not accusations this is false <laughs> sorry Do you, I'm just um, myself here with this but uh, yes no uh, that's okay Fritz that, Von Eric. so do you remember on the Lawler thing there was, oh, 10, 10, 12 years ago at this point, probably, maybe more than that. There were clips from a roast that Kayfabe Commentaries did, and Nick Dinsmore, Nick Dinsmore is doing his thing. He says, so you guys saw on TV about how all those miners were, you know, finally got out because Jerry Lawler unlocked his front door. Wow. <laughs> Was that? I hope. I hope he at least did that before that um, guy in Cleveland happened. I don't know. Oh, what was I, that idiot's name? I don't. Ugh. Oh God, that guy. Yeah. Um. Actually, there's been a couple of that guys in other countries too, because I think there was one in like Europe and one in like Australia that happened. At... There was more than one that happened in America, even. Well, there's that one, because they just did a thing with her, the girl that they, like, had in the box under their waterbed for, like, ten years or something. Yeah, well, and... Uh, Steven Stainer, I just remember his name. He was... Oh, God, how long did they have him? That guy had him for, like, ten or twelve years, I think. Yeah, well, even yeah, short like term, seven years maybe for him. Even short term, like Elizabeth Smart being an example, you know. So there's there's more of those out there, but yeah. So yeah, Fritz anyway. Um, I mean, agony best. You can you can pretty well draw a line from Fritz I mean would it be out of line to say Fritz causing the you know the death of if you know a lot of his kids or if um if someone ever tells you God doesn't have a sense of humor Fritz von Eric dying of horrible horrible cancer disproves that <laughs> oh god what did he die of let's see brain or lung lung to brain maybe it was truly truly yeah, deserved, um, deserved whatever. Let's see, brain and lung cancer. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I would say, so I'll, I'll say this: he pretty much killed all of his children because his little, because of his little, dicked tantrum that he never got a fake play world title run. Pushing them to. 
you know, limits and then also not. I don't know how it tie how he ties in with their drug abuse. Um, but at the very least, not giving a damn. Turning a blind knowing eye. Full to well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's part of their thing. And I mean, David seems to have legitimately died of like a fluky illness but like things like the, you know putting Mike Von Erich on TV after he got his brain fried from like sepsis and stuff like stuff like that or or yeah. having Chris re- wrestle when he had brittle bones and stuff like that's the kind of stuff mm-hmm. you can you can blame him for yeah. not paying them what they were worth either even though Gary yeah. Hart was trying to pay them properly yeah, it's. Let me see. Look up. David, all Japan. It was in a right in a I think. Yeah, the claim. Yeah, the Von Erichs claim that it was enteritis, ruptured intestines. There are some other people say that it was drug related, but. I I think so. Um, if you look at the TV right before he left, you can tell there's something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And I think the drug thing happens because they flush the drugs because they didn't want to think it was drug related. But I think based on like the evidence we have that the enteritis is probably what happened. I okay. Think there's a stronger possibility that it was that than he OD'd. Because I do know he was looking sick towards the the end okay and i think that came from his wife too who his wife hasn't said a lot so i think she was being fairly honest Uh, i mean obviously things could be disclosed but do you think it was could it have been enteritis because that's uh that again I'm, i'm not a medical professional but i i know a little bit more about medicine because i've seen a lot of medical records like enteritis is it is a condition but it's not like people drop dead of that like routinely um and most people have probably at some point in their life had what they call gastroenteritis which is like Mm -hmm. you have some sort of inflammation of I'm guessing I'm guessing he I'm guessing it was something more severe than that. But the limitations of medicine at the time, plus probably lifestyle of using drugs and the travel and the bumping is probably like what also made it worse. Well, I just think because like we we are now at a right now, the the current topic, a topical story is that Kenny Omega is out. Uh, for an undisclosed period because he had diverticulitis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if like really it's like diverticulitis because we don't know a lot of what's been, what's going on with, with that, with Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's our business per se, but it's also like if there was vague comments that came out, like after the fact where he's like, yeah, like I was, I was lucky I went to the doctor because surgeons basically said like, you know, it's a good thing you came in or, you know, you may, it, it implied like you would, not have survived like now i worked with a guy i worked with a guy that um pretty much had some pretty much pooed straight blood and went to the doctor and they told him if he had not come in that day he would have died in his sleep so 
well yeah diverticulitis you could have obviously the like really worst case uh scenarios you could have some sort of like uh like perforation of the bowels uh you could have like gastric bleeds but really the 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 main concern with like that sort of like inflammation is that it becomes like some sort of an act it's an active infection and you could perforate your bowels or otherwise like the infection could spread to your blood blood cells and if you have perforated bowels like that can get in your blood system too and then essentially you become septic and septic is like a blood infection but as you can imagine the problem with that is that your blood goes everywhere so if Mm -hmm. you have an, an active horrific infection that gets into your bloodstream, your blood's going to take that everywhere. So all of a sudden, if you have something like a localized infection, it's like I have an infection in my, like, I don't know, in a kidney, which could be bad, but medical professionals can treat that because it's localized. If all of a sudden it's like, well, now it's in my kidney and my liver and my lungs and like some other organ, it's like, okay, now you're kind of fucked because unless they put you quickly on really high dose antibiotics then it could go real bad for you really really quickly like and uh people i'm sure many people have had stories where, where especially older people have relatives have died of this mm-hmm. like i have a good friend uh he's the, he's actually the godfather of my oldest child like his father just died essentially of effectively of sepsis because he had an infection that spread throughout his blood and he became sepsis and septic and it affected other organs and so multiple organs start failing yeah and so i don't i wonder if i we don't know and again this is like this happened 30 plus years ago but i wonder if for whatever reason drugs or something else he did have some sort of inflammation and i wonder if he actually became like septic and it was just like it became too much for his system to handle it could Mm. be i i think though i think i think if it had happened like in this era like he wouldn't have died like i think some doctor would have been like hey this um this count is slightly off like oh you've got this thing like i think i think the fact that it was 1984 plays like a role and that he died from it too we might also be able to say that even if it, even if drugs were not what did it, you might be able to call that a comorbidity or something. Yeah, like played a it, role but wasn't necessarily the cause. Maybe I think it was just more fluky than anything. Maybe so, but you know, still. And Fritz so, pushing on yeah. his kids like that—that's, you know, that's rough. Yeah, and pushing uh, like Mike and Chris to be David, I think, was shitty mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, last two on the list, and uh, well, I'll go for the one that's shorter, and then the the last one will have the longer sheet. That's probably the more sensationalist one. Um, I mean, the next one on the list is I still have a hard time watching this guy's stuff. Uh, Chris Benoit. Yeah. You know. I I struggle with his not this isn't like absolving it but like I he I think the concussions and steroid so last podcast on the left brought up something interesting that I'd never thought about before is that um in that era he would have been under pressure to come off of the steroids mm-hmm. and if he was withdrawing from steroids he would have 
been getting severely depressed. Mm-hmm. Well, there was something else they brought up that I can't remember what it was now that I thought was a good point. But one of the uh, aside from the I didn't realize MRI, he googled like he he had internet searched to run to Mexico after he initially did it before killing himself. I didn't realize he had done that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Um, like their breakdown of the actual event is pretty good. The thing that frustrates me about that episode is that they've got a lot of other details around it that are just like way off base. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad info out there, though. Yeah. And that um, episode's that episode's probably like a decade old at this point, too. Yeah. So. In, there was that one book they were using, and I think that one book is, like, just not very good either. Yeah. Well, the stuff that I, I, I gripe about is stuff that's wrong, but ultimately not um, not salient to the event itself. So, like, their information on the event itself is pretty good. Um, but the thing that makes this that hard on me, like, it... Because I, before it all happened, I was a fan of the guy's work. I, I would accept he was probably a super intense, kind of a dick kind of guy to be around. But I was a fan of his work. And then this happens, and it's like, it's hard for me to go back and watch stuff where, like, there was the, the Spring Stampede match where it was him and Malenko versus Raven and Saturn. And he, it twice in one match, he he once he flings himself through the ropes to the outside and goes headfirst into a chair that Raven holds up in the finish of the match. He's he does a diving headbutt onto a chair on Saturn. And I'm like, it, it, that is just super hard for me to watch now. It's um, it's hard, too, because like reading about how when he accidentally broke Sabu's neck in ECW, they found him crying in a closet because he thought he killed him. And mm-hmm. like seeing how he ended up like really makes like he's a scumbag for what he did, but like, it's really sad that that's how he ended up like from this guy that like was that shattered that he made a mistake to then killing his family. Like, it's just like what, what happens to like, what yeah. like what what did what did you do to your brain and everything to get to that point? Yeah, I honestly think too. I think what makes it sad to me too is I think if if he had just gone to like a therapist and maybe like gotten out of wrestling, like it might not have happened. It may not have, but oh, the the thing that they talked about that that um that jumped out at me was the the post-mortem examination um i think the pathologist said that like let's say that that event never happened you know it doesn't happen life went on they had the the pathologist had said like he would have died within a year with the state that his body and his brain was in he had like an 80 year old dementia patient's brain like they said like there were just whole parts of his brain that like were dead and the, yeah because remember and, they were saying um, like his co-workers are saying like he like working with him got real erratic because he couldn't remember he would just want to call everything like in the ring and stuff because 
he couldn't remember stuff anymore. You could tell, like, you could tell at that era, too, because I remember going into that saying, like, you know, he's really starting to decline. Yeah. In and given the damage he had done to his body and the, uh, you know, the, the steroid use and all of that stuff rolled in, like, the pathologist said that, you know, he probably had a year or less left. Wow. Um, so, I mean, that's it, – it, it just makes the whole thing a hard – an even harder pill to swallow. Like I still don't know why they did that raw. I, I still don't know. Before they had information or – No, but they were, they were kind of swirlings when they went on the air about – I, I don't remember the details on and, that, so... And, like, several of the people on the roster, like, Chavo and Regal knew. Well, yeah, because Chavo had gotten the text um, telling him, hey, you know, the dogs are in the, the yard by the pool. Make sure you take care of them. Like, Chavo was fully aware something was up. Yeah, and Regal but knew, too. I... I they always make bad decisions with that shit, though. Well, but I mean, what 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 can I what can I what can I expect from a company that made people um, wrestle in the dent Owen Hart's corpse made in the yeah. ring at a pay per view? So yeah, that that one thing just bothers the living hell out of me. It you know that that happened right there in the middle of the show and their their justification was the show must go on i don't care how good raw is owen was and it was a really good tribute show i'd I'd probably put that as far as tribute shows go put it second place behind the Brody lee tribute show um but just finishing the pay-per-view like that i i no that should not have happened yeah so, and incidentally, that dovetails into the last one on the list. Who could it be? None other than the guy that had seven episodes of Behind the Bastards dedicated in series. Uh, that'd be Vince, Vince McMahon. Um, and there is there is a lot to unpack there. Um, not just the the sex scandals that got him removed from his you know, from his chairman position and that sort of stuff. There was stuff, there was stuff way before that, that like people still kind of give him, a, I mean, he got a pass on all of it from fed fans, but like there was a well-known incident with, um, was it Rita Chatterton? I always get her name wrong. And I feel so bad. So there was, yeah. So there that was, was like, the, that was the referee, right? Yeah. So if you, if you yeah. watch, if you watch shows in like the mid eighties, there's like a blonde haired referee. And I think her name was Rita Chatterton. And he like, I, he like accosted her in a limo or something. Yes. I don't remember how far it went, but when the speaking out happened, that was one of the things that resurfaced. Yeah. Um, absolutely happened. And then even with all of that, the, the uh how can i best phrase this the implication that he helped cover up and smooth over oh snooka's murder yeah oh yeah yeah 
Now, yeah, I, now this is this is um, this is not a defense of him. This is just context. So, please don't think I'm excusing it. But I'm gonna say he is a wrestling promoter, and he was probably neither the first nor the last promoter to smooth things over for the cops for something one of their um, contractors did. You're, I'm sure you're right, but, and and we don't. We just straight up don't know. Like, we don't have the context and for I mean, it. Cleveland just a couple years ago gave a serial rapist a quarter billion dollars. Yeah. Fully guaranteed, um, so. But on the other hand, we don't have any information about any of them covering up and smoothing over a murder. Oh, so, I'm sure. I'm sure someone has. Right. But we don't have the information on it, so. Yeah. We should probably put... We, probably should honorable mention snooker for that too but... <laughs> uh, yeah um, um so then the other thing is like with the the sex pestery stuff um people were acting like that was a new thing but i'm pretty sure that's just what they found and there's probably way more out there yeah um then and then there's stuff like She's an imperfect victim, and I don't know if it happened or not, but based on patterns of behavior since, I think, like, his behavior in, like, the Ashley Mazzario. Oh, Ashley Mazzaro? Yeah, and the, yeah. her accusations, like I, like I said, she's a very imperfect, um, and there's people that dispute it, but, like, I think based on things that have happened since then, like, that we might need to look at that more critically. Yeah, um, that was the assertion that she got assaulted on one of the tribute tours, right? And he wanted to cover it up because they wanted to keep doing the shows. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, Which people dispute that. But like I said, like and I, at the time I was kind of like, well, like I'm not going to. That's a little murky to dip my toes in, but based on behavior that's happened, like events that have happened and we know about since then, I'm like, well, you know, like there might be something to that one. Yeah, there's there's a lot of and a best put if you're going to be one of the biggest wrestling promoters in the world, there's going to be smoke around you for for stuff, things that people aren't happy about. There's a lot of smoke around Vince, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, I, I can say safely that he did not make a sexual pass at Nails. We can we can say he definitely didn't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> not his type. Yeah. He likes him uh, a little more um, blonde and rippling biceps. The other, like, a, another example would be that the... Um, supposedly, we don't know for certain, but again, there's a fair amount of info floating that supposedly the um, the roster being held hostage on the runway in Saudi Arabia was because of a basically a dick waving contest between Vince and one of the princes, I think. Yeah. Now, so, Shad, according to Fed fans, that wasn't a hostage situation because there weren't was, guns. That was total. Like people on the plane say straight up hostage no, situation. No, we know. We know. I mean, 
haven't FTR and um, the Good Brothers both like confirmed that it was a hostage situation? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure at least the Good Brothers, but I don't remember anybody people, else. Because AJ didn't feel that way, but it's like AJ doesn't like AJ literally is oblivious to the world of around him. Yeah, AJ. <laughs> AJ, I think, didn't the good brother say he puts on his headphones and tunes everything out? Yeah. Which, I mean, if that's what you do to say sane on the road, I, I kind of get it. Well, he does it especially but... when they're around because because they <laughs> I can't freaking take the freaking voices anymore. Because I guess they I guess they like to sit in the back of the bus and make like immature poop jokes like nonstop or something like that. Um, So, yeah, like I, he's not a good barometer of any anything going on because he doesn't seem to care and like i said if if that's how you stay sane on the road i get it there's but, the ftr and good brothers i think have pretty much confirmed that i think that's right but still matt you've been quiet uh no i mean there's a lot to say about Vince. um <laughs> it could be a whole show yeah yeah uh yeah, I mean, he's it's 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 interesting because he technically like on paper is still in power mm-hmm. or has a position of power in in the WWE, but I guess not really. He's um he in August he had life-altering back surgery, so I don't think he comes around anymore. Oh, uh, that is true. Cuz he had was it spinal fusion? Uh, I use spinal something, but I don't it remember was, what. I know whatever it was, like he was, it was, it's like one of those, your life is never the same ever again surgeries. I mean, yes and no. Uh, I think I have said before on the podcast, I certainly told you guys like individually, like if I haven't, but like off air yeah. on the podcast, it's like you Again, not a medical professional, but I've seen so many medical records, and I, so I know a little bit more than, like, I guess I would say the average person, a lay person. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are ever in a position where you have bad cervical or, or lumbar, which is lower back, mm-hmm. or I guess even thoracic, which is mid-back, but that's – most people don't necessarily, like, have any significant thoracic uh, – degeneration or, or issues but if you have like you know neck or lower back issues it really try to get that treated in a uh, what they call a conservative way meaning uh in theory i guess like pain management or that includes that not just medication that includes you know like like epidural injections really the and best like- thing that insurance companies don't want to pay for Mm-hmm. But really the best thing is like physical therapy because it strengthens your core. Yeah. And it teach you exercises that will help you do that. And that actually improves the musculature and everything around, you know, your spine. Mm-hmm. It actually gives your spine time to heal. Because mm-hmm. uh, there, obviously there are certain – there's levels of degeneration that it's you may actually need surgery because there are things there are injuries that are severe enough beyond something that's like very acute and traumatic like what happened to Big E. Yeah. Uh, there are 
you can have degeneration of the spine where you have a herniated disc. You can have a bulging disc. You can have something. My dad just... had to have his discs were rubbing, so they had to yeah. go and they had to like put like use pieces of metal to like mm-hmm. get everything to um sit properly because it was have... causing him to lose feeling in his legs. Yes, because what's happening, you could have like arthritis or things like that where you. It essentially is uh, a budding or impinging upon the nerve, like mm-hmm. the spinal nerve. Uh, one of the things that, obviously, people like Edge, uh, it's concerning because like if you have what's called stenosis, and stenosis is just like a medical term for like narrowing. If you start having like narrowing of the, effectively the canal uh, that's around like your your spinal nerve. Yeah, your spinal cord. Then, if you were to suffer some sort of bad injury, you could be paralyzed or die. I mean, it's it's severe. It's like it's it's significant. So sometimes there are situations where you do need to have surgery, like to uh, deal with impingement issues or to address the stenosis because stenosis is pretty severe. That mm-hmm. said, if you can avoid it, do it because I've seen so many times where it doesn't work. Or it works for a time, it and then cascading too. When you start getting it, fusions, you need more fusions because it starts. I I personally feel that a lot of times fusions are not necessarily necessary. Uh, you should do everything to avoid it. Essentially, uh, there comes a time when it's like it's it. You kind of need to do it because it's unavoidable. There's uh, also... it, it is appropriate treatment course, but I guess it. it to bring it back to Vince, I'm sorry to cut you off, Brad. I, I, no. I would like to hear your point. But to bring it back to Vince, it's like for a man in his late 70s to have it, like, yes, this this will be life-altering. Now, I will say, um, and it's batshit because I just looked it up while we were talking, uh, mm-hmm. Vince's mom only died two years ago. Oh, she was well into her 90s. I think she was like no, pushing she was 101. 100. She was 101 oh, she when was. she died. Oh, she wow. died January of 2022. So he's got the genetics. But what I was going to say is – um. That's a genetic jackhammer. Also, oh, with the fusion thing, though, they tell you, like, if you need, like, a knee replacement or, like, a hip replacement, the longer you can go, the better the lifespan. Um, yeah. Because, like, my, so my dad has both hips replaced. Hmm. And, yeah, I'm done five years apart. And, like, the procedure, like, the first time he had it done, like, it was almost, like, caveman compared to the second time. But his second hip had a seven years longer lifespan than his first one just from like a five-year difference that's how mm-hmm. much technology changed i bet if he had one today which is more like seven or eight years since that one i bet it would be like even far beyond that because like they don't even put like like when you get your hip replaced now it's ceramic and like there's yeah. just some film really? metal like you don't even really get metal put and they have you up and walking like that day yeah oh uh, no they they're pretty like They've advanced quite far from that. My dad, um, my dad's been unfortunately he's been passed away for several years now. But he, well, well, like well over a decade ago, but he actually had both knees replaced. And yeah, I mean it was all like metal because that was I had no idea even that like ceramic was like the the trend. Like mm-hmm. I've only seen like they put they they essentially replace it with metal, but. I don't even know That's if they used ceramic on the second one. It might have been down to plastic. Yeah, they don't use much metal anymore, though. 
Well, I mean, now you can literally, I'm sure you could, you could potentially even like 3D print something that would be probably more sustainable than metal. They have polymers and resins that are practically as strong. I mean, uh, they might need something severe, like for like a, a, a very load bearing joint compound like that, you would probably, you would need something very strong, but yeah. I mean, they make, for God's sake, they make guns out of polymer. I am yeah. 100% certain that you could, you could come up with that. So. Like even, even to go into like what I had done, right about carpal tunnel done my the director of my area came over when i came back to work and she had had hers done in like 2000 so she had hers done like 20 years before me and she showed me her hand and she had this huge scar like all the way down her hand and she was showing me how her fingers moved we're talking about she's 20 years out from this procedure and she never got her full range of motion back from that surgery and i was still like i was six weeks out from my surgery and i had better like motion than she did and like I had, I had like a two inch scar and then even my wife had it done two years after me and they did it endoscopically. So she had even a smaller incision than I did. My, uh, mother-in-law had, she had to have, uh, have carpal tunnel done, but hers was severe enough that it was like the full. The, they, they, the, when I had my gallbladder out, they, my doctor was like, so if, if there's um, if there's problems with it, we might have to do like a full incision or I like to call it the yeah. 1980. Yeah. And it was they had to do a full incision for her because that's that's how severe hers was. No, so they just, it, they just cut my ligament and moved on. That's yeah. Many moons ago, I switched to an ergonomic keyboard, and and I had some people be like, "Man, why do you want to get use one of those for?" And I was like, "Just, just feel like it's the right call." And <laughs> I can't help but wonder how much of a difference that made. They didn't even they put a nerve block on. I talked to my surgeon about soccer while he was um, cutting me open. Well, I mean, I felt like some tugging in my shoulder when they were doing stuff, but yeah, it was it was that was like the easiest surgery I ever had so okay all of that by the way matt you had pointed out that there's all kinds of uh degeneration that could happen and i was going to ask you is do they do they categorize that by like numerically or do they go from like degeneration a to degeneration x hey oh uh (laughs) what two is this on (laughs) i got my stupid joke in um, so that's that's a list of potential like second uh, placers. Sadly, not an exhaustive list. No, not an exhaustive list. But that was when I made this list. It's me making the list out of anyway. This was me trying. Not I'm not not everybody on this is like. I don't want to say all-star like not everybody on this would be like figurative death row for for the title here for second place on it. But I was trying to make sure that that I I landed like 
the big the heavy hitters for this particular realm on it. Um, so I guess the question on that is, who do we who do we think goes in that that number two spot? I think Fritz, honestly. For me, Fritz does. Okay. I, if I was, if I was, if I was being like more, I'd probably say Invader number one would probably be number two. But like, really, I think, um, I think Fritz probably because like, okay, so Vince did a lot of shitty things. Mm-hmm. Um. But also Vince didn't do anything shittier than he didn't do anything that any of those like other rich like politicians and like rich CEOs do. So like I don't think he's necessarily super exceptional in like a lot of the stuff he did as far as like the bad stuff went, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't necessarily I don't you know, it's like he did he did rich people shit (laughs) like that's. That's how I'll say it. And that's not diminishing it. That's just like my opinion of it. Uh, Fritz is a Fritz is a terrible person. Mm-hmm. I so it's really complicated to be like if you want to compare Fritz versus Vince because Vince has been a horrible human being and has probably <laughs> done legitimately terrible things like he, mm-hmm. he likely did hide or help cover murder with snooka mm-hmm. i don't i don't entirely know if he raped a woman in rita chatterton and that's not me trying to defend him it's like i don't we don't know i, I we don't know she's made allegations and she's stuck by them so that i mean there's yeah i feel like when someone makes allegations and they stay by them even after like decades then and they that, don't yeah, yeah they don't really yeah they don't really waver that that to me leads credence to them but again it's like i don't i personally i don't know enough and things to me are so vague enough that it's like i'm not going to necessarily be like oh he did it even though i could be like well things again this woman may sound credible but mm. at the at a minimum we know from like the lawsuits that are going on or things that have come out in the last like couple of years, but there's 20 years at least of, of payouts where he has had sexual affairs with or sexually harassed women that have worked for the company. Now what needs to be said though, again, mm-hmm. we're just doing this for accuracy. Mm-hmm. Just because there's NDAs does not mean it was not consensual. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're on that. Um. Not saying it's moral. I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying, like, it's typical of people in his position to have affairs that are consensual to have NDAs. It's not. Yeah. That's not. But I will say this: this is going to be a legitimate defense of Vince versus Fritz. Vince has had his altruistic side of sending guys to rehab, taking care of older wrestlers like he paid for harley races like funeral and to fly people to see him at the end like vince had has had his altruistic streak which not enough of it but far more than um than fritz did okay so um, and vince wasn't I'm... stiff guys on money like fritz did either 
So I'm I'm kind of torn. Because... I mean, I agree. Uh, sorry ahead. to cut you off, Shad. Like I I would agree with you. Like the the Vince is like a really complicated human being because he's done terrible things, but he he has actually done like like genuinely good things that it it's not necessarily explainable other than like he actually I, I won't say that he uh he's a he was a good person but it's like he actually did have an altruistic he seemed to genuinely up until the end when it became more about money he did seem to legitimately like care about the people that worked for him in his own like screwed up way uh and he doesn't seem like i don't think like shane or stephanie have ever really said much bad about him as a dad either Mm. so i mean i mean i would guess probably a lot of it is just not being around a lot and probably being a distant weirdo yeah yeah and i would say and i would say i would say that's also where i kind of give him like would put Fritz over him is like Vince is like kind of like an on the spectrum, like super driven weirdo. Okay. And Fritz just seemed like a piece of shit, like a bitter piece of shit. So. Cause the thing is with, with Vince, Vince is very complicated, but like if you listen to like the lapsed fan thing, like it just gets worse and worse with Fritz, like every step of the way. Yeah. He's a, he was awful. Yeah. Uh, one more thing about Vince, I just recall, like he, I know that Harley Race obviously passed away not that long ago, in the last like three, four years, and I think it came out that like Vince, I think paid for like the funeral, or paid for the casket, something like that, and it was like it was something that he didn't, it wasn't broadcast, it just no, came out no. after the fact. And I think there's I think there's going to be a lot of stories like that about Vince that we're never going to hear or is going to come out after he's dead. Like, I bet there's going to be a bunch of guys that at some point are going to be like, yeah, like I couldn't make rent one month and Vince just gave me the money. Like, I think there's going to be stories like that about him that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a complicated guy. And that's the thing that I've learned sometimes about about people you experience in life. I mean, obviously, Vince is a very public figure, but. Uh, this can be very personal to your own personal life. Like there may be people you know that it's like you maybe you were friends with them or you're not friends, but they're somehow part of maybe their family members. Something that's like you may not like them. They may not be good people, but then they do things that it's like it gives you a pause because it's a very altruistic thing or it's a very kind thing, and you 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 struggle with rationalizing it. So I, think, yeah, I would say. I think- Waltman largely credits Vince with helping him like mm-hmm. get clean yeah. because he stuck like he like stuck it out with him. Yeah. So uh, for me, I'm having like the Fritz thing is a very compelling argument. I'm I'm running mentally between three names. Vince um, is very complicated, and Fritz is kind of like a two-dimensional mustache mustache twirling like cartoon character villain yeah um so between fritz between mel phillips and between fabulous moolah is is kind of where i'm having difficulty because i can't i cannot imagine 
doing the kind of stuff that is purported to be done to my kids that Fritz did. Like I, I can, I cannot conceptualize that. It horrifies me. Uh, You know, I, it's not like I ever thought it would have been a good thing, but now I'm, I am repulsed on just a visceral level in a way that, that disgusts me and pisses me off in the same way the the Mel Phillips stuff like does the same thing and it you know like the the it's it's like Jerry Sandusky kind of stuff you know and oh god like and then i guess Mula kind of falls behind those two um i i would say for Mula i think what she did was terrible but i also think um she wasn't doing anything worse than anything in Hollywood hadn't been doing since the twenties. Yeah, but we're not, we're not critiquing them. This is, no. this is in this world. So, and I, I remember reading about it, um, with her, I don't know. The Moolah thing's tough because like, it's very, there's not like a good comprehensive, like list of things. Like you have to get like one accusation here and you pick up bits and pieces. So, which you know was terrible, but like in my mind, it's very fragmented because I don't think I've ever read like a really great. Um, oh yeah, it's it's hard to get a full picture, isn't it? Breakdown of like everything we know, and like, yeah. but like I would tend to she would be up there. She would probably be after Vince for me. But and I'd put Buck Zoomhoff over Mel. Oh, they're both. Look. Hang on, because I want to I want to make sure that um, that I'm saying this correctly. Oh, Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Um, You know who goes over um, Zumhoff and Mel Phillips is hard body Harrison. Oh, a man who doesn't isn't he in life life in prison? Yes, he had he, he did like I think he did what the Cleveland guy did. Hold oh, on, geez. let me look this up. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, nine for false imprisonment and trafficking women for commercial. Oh, God. okay. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I forgot about him. I I, I even said him when we, when we started when we talked about this episode, and then we forgot about him. But yeah, he would be. He'd probably be over Zoomhoff and Phillips for me. Uh, it's one one is is trafficking in human. One of them is the client for the. It feels like it was like the 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 client would. I'm not saying it was, but. Uh, that's yeah. He's yeah. He's up. He's up there. Yeah, I can't believe we forgot about him. He always comes up in these conversations. Okay, so yeah, that's Fritz, Phillips, and Harrison. Like, I'm running a race between the three of them. Oh God, that's yeah. And and according to the Wikipedia article, he would he would be what was referred to as a gorilla pimp. The FBI called them gorilla pimps because 
you, you have Romeo pimps that, that romance people into it, and you have gorilla pimps that use physical violence. So, God. The stuff that's in my head. Well, I think we're done with this. You know? <laughs> be happy to be done with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, there you go. That's, that, that's our... That's our true crime episode of, of <laughs> Four Corners podcast. We don't know what we're doing next week yet. Yeah, we haven't decided yet. I'm going to take this piece of paper and um, burn it um, or something. Um, yeah, we don't know what we're doing yet. It's, uh, but you know, the weather is kind of screwing with the ability to to do a bunch of stuff. Even if you're not getting out, the fact that if everybody is staying in the house and that's it manipulates time you might have in, in your normal day to day. So we need to do, we need to get the, cause I just beat it. Um, we need to do our super Mario RPG. Review. <laughs> we, do we all have a copy of it? The remake? Yeah, I got, I have a copy of it. I do. I haven't played it. I it haven't is, finished it, but it's re- It's a really excellent remake. Uh, yeah. So except the the screw the the post game bosses they're ridiculous. <laughs> so we'll probably we'll get into that soon. Don't know if and it'll be next week or after, but we need to still do the BioShock one too. Oh, yes. A man chooses. So yes, the we'll get into those, but also we'd love to hear from you on social media if you have a request, feel free to wing it our way. We do handle requests. It's just been a minute since we got one. Um, and so this is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth and we'll catch you next time.